Uh, we're getting some news today, which, uh, you know, it, it, under the category, why are we just hearing about this now? We could throw uh, Sue Vanderbent, who is the CEO of Home Care Ontario, who's just joining the show now. Uh, we're learning today that the Wynn government is creating a new provincial agency to provide home care. And uh, so all of those um, personal support workers would become uh, provincial employees or a, a great number of them. This is raising a lot of questions from people in the industry like Sue Vanderbent, who is on the show with us now. Sue, welcome to the program. Thanks very much. It's nice to have you here. Listen, I have to ask you, when I first read this story, the first thing I thought is, wow, this is a response to the study uh, a week ago, or at least the story a week ago, where we had an absurdly high number of people waiting in hospital hallways because there were no beds uh, for them because they're taken up by people who could actually... Uh, use home care and are waiting for home care. Is is that your impression as well? Uh, well, first of all, we're all very concerned about this problem of people being stuck in the hospital who mm-hmm. can't get out because they need home care. Uh, I think it's important for your listeners to know that the government really uh, controls the amount of care that every person gets. How so? so well, Financially? Yes. I mean, we have case managers who assess people's care levels and who then give the amount of care that the government wishes to pay for. Mm -hmm. And it's the service providers that deliver that care. So we consistently have argued for the fact that uh, obviously we think people are not getting enough home care uh, and that we should increase the amount of care that is given to the home care sector so that we can give more care to those patients. There should be no people who are waiting in acute care beds for really non-acute care, which is home care. Okay, let me see if I've got this right, Sue, because I think you're going to have to walk some people through this. Yeah. Uh, you, what you're telling us is the government actually oversees financially and gives the thumbs up on who will get these personal support workers coming to their house, and then they leave it up to agencies like yours to supply the care. Is that correct? That's right. All right. So we go in if they say here's a, an hour, uh, an hour's worth of care, and this is what you have to do. This is what the service providers do. If they say go in for half an hour, that's what we do. If they say go in for 15 minutes, that's what we do. Right. So uh, me originally thinking this could be a response to the the number of people waiting in hallways. This isn't going to change the number because the government could do that already by saying, you know what? Yeah, you need a personal uh, support worker coming to your house and giving the thumbs up on that and then uh, saying, okay, well, here's the money for that care worker. Is that right? Right. All right. So um, the government is saying that the agency would provide uh, home care patients with more choice when selecting personal support workers and more control uh, determining the schedule. Tell me what your thoughts are of that. Well, I would think that the same controls will be on this organization uh, that are on the current organization. So I'm not sure how much people will get more control, but it's also a costly bureaucracy bureaucratic organization that is going to be created on top of a system that has just managed to delayer a little bit the uh, the home care system by absorbing the CCACs into the lens. And you're talking about, just to get people up to speed with exactly what that was, our Auditor General, uh, two years ago, she criticized regional agencies that coordinated home care services Uh, the Community Care Access Centers, the CCACs that you referred to, and she pointed to rising costs and discrepancies in those services and found that nearly half of all clients 
were not being seen within a day of being released from the hospital. So what happened? The government said, you know what? You're, you're right. Let's dismantle the CCAC effective of April this year. Mm-hmm. And now who's coordinating their care? Well, all those CCAC coordinators actually are just now employees of the LINs. Okay. Which are? Which are the local health integration networks, which is another point that we have, which is that we have not really given our LINs an opportunity to take a look at the system and try to make the changes that need to be made. So we need to get the care to the front line faster. One of the better ways to do that would be to have an assessment process that is shorter and faster and helps us get our staff out there quicker so that we could look after people to take them out of the hospital and take them out of the ER even if they've been seen in ER, for instance. And, you know, a person could go home right out of ER with support. Mm -hmm. Then let's get the care in there fast to help them so that they don't get MRSA or some other kind of infection that we know is prevalent in hospitals. And just to bring this back to the uh, start again of the interview, that assessment that you'd like to see being uh, shorter and faster, that's all done by uh, government. That's right. So at the end of the day, we've got a situation where people aren't getting care enough. Uh, they're not getting it fast enough. Uh, they, you know, there there seems to be some red flags on people not being able to be supplied with care workers, and that's why they're taking up beds in the hospital. And then we're, a lot of people that go in the hospital are left in the hallway. And the government's solution to this seems to be creating another arm of bureaucracy in order to control this. It's, it's a major problem for you guys beyond the uh, more bureaucracy is the fact that the a lot of the dollars that are earmarked for for this uh you know uh home care would then go to to setting up the bureaucracy yeah exactly exactly right we we don't know how big this can get and so are we just creating recreating another parallel agency to the lin we we don't know because we have not been consulted and this is another problem which is that the you know the current practitioners and system experts uh have not been even we we have not been told about it we have not been consulted in any real way why do you think that you weren't insulted or informed that these changes possibly were coming well, I don't really know, and I'm sorry not to have an answer. No, but that's fine. Most of us uh, would would say that that mm-hmm. we, this is our, one of our biggest concerns. We've, I think, we've been very, very good system stakeholders. We work closely with government. We we spend a lot of time with government, and we advise them. And uh, at this point, it took us by surprise. And uh, I guess what we're trying to say. Uh, to government right now is it's not too late to reverse this decision and and consult with us, talk to us, uh, and engage us in the best way to actually improve patient care because fundamentally we have a big transformational job to do and creating another bureaucracy is not the way to go about it because the the ministry will spend all of its time creating a bureaucracy instead of getting the care to the front line.
Right. And at the end of the day, if I'm uh, in the hospital waiting in a hallway and I find out that there's somebody waiting to get care at home, I don't care that they want to set up uh, more people to uh, enable this process. I'd like the process to be well underway so that I'm not waiting in the hallway of a hospital waiting for care. And that person that's in one of the beds is, in fact, at home and being given the home care that they need. Yeah, I'd like to have a care coordinator come to me when I'm lying on a gurney in the ER and ask me 10 or 15 questions and then phone up the home care service provider and say, we need help for Mrs. Smith tonight. Why do you think they're making it such a a laborious task to actually get someone to assess you to say, yes, you need home care? Does it come down to dollars at the end of the day? Uh, You know, I, I think we're trying to do a lot with one assessment, and it's great to have information for research, and it's great to have information to really understand our patient populations. But at the very front line, I think we need to be able to ask a a few questions that are really, really pertinent uh, that can get you know, can get us moving mm-hmm. on on the care delivery so we can get your mom back home, we can get her out of the hospital, and we can provide her with the support she needs. And I think that that's what most people want. I mean, yeah. they want to see that they're being treated humanely. And, uh, and if, of course, uh, with the speed being, you know, of the, of the greatest uh, import. I really appreciate you joining us today, and I wish you the best of luck. Uh, what's next? Are you going to go straight to Eric uh, Hoskins? We have been reaching out to Minister Hoskins, and uh, we have a very good relationship with the minister and with his staff, uh, and we absolutely uh, want to speak to him and talk to him about it. So I'm sure that's going to happen. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Sue. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. Cheers.